You have thoughts? I mean, they're not always great. <laughs> but you want to know something? I've got a pretty good track record. <laughs> we watched The Chosen. We're still watching it. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I'm your other host, Andrea. If this is your first time around here, we're so excited to have you. Just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, although either of those things could happen. And if they do, we want to know about it. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't have to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea, how's your heart? It's great. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of hearts, I I heard uh, a few weeks ago that the best diet... Mm. Um, for heart health is yeah. the Mediterranean diet. Really? Okay. So I am on the hunt for a good cookbook. Ooh, a good cookbook. Okay. For with uh, Mediterranean heart healthy Mediterranean. Yeah. Uh, cooking. Yeah. It because it's it gets expensive just to eat Mediterranean restaurants every day. Oh yeah, no, I can't yeah, do that. Yeah. Although no, they no. are opening a new Mediterranean buffet in Keller, I'm real excited about. Which is it called? Demasi's? No, something uh, with Demasi. an A. Oh, okay, Demasi's is. Dope. Yeah, I haven't been there yet, but I need to go. It's so good. Let's go uh, today after church. Let's do it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Oh, wait, wait, we might... We might go to a country buffet today after church. Oh, yeah. Um, We found this country buffet. Oh, we talked talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, and we've been craving it, so we'll see what happens. But we (laughs) Um, might might not want to go healthy again. Didn't that one, like, almost kill you? Yeah, it did. Um, (laughs) On on Sunday morning last week, uh, I was out for a run, and I was supposed to just do a quick little six miles, Mm -hmm. just, you know, know, whatever. Six miles, yeah. And uh, about... Three and a half miles in, my body goes, yeah, you're done now because mm-hmm. you need to find a tree. Um, and I was like, nah, I'm good. And they're like, well, you find a tree or you go home. And I said, I, I'll go home. <laughs> so didn't didn't do my whole thing. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was bad. Uh, poop talk right off the top. I mean, listen, you guys are in for a ride. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're like tuning into the chosen one. <laughs> and they're like. Seth's gastro issues. And Fantastic. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Turning it off. No, please don't turn it off. Please we'll don't stop. turn it off. Yeah. Anything else happen in this week that that's exciting? Tonight is the Oscars. Next Tonight, week we'll talk we'll about talk whoever about the Oscars. whoever won the Oscar for yeah. Best Picture. We'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, I, hey, this week I watched Triangle of Sadness. You did? Yeah, bad hang. Is it? <laughs> I it's it's on my Hulu list. Yeah, it streams on Hulu and it's listed yeah. under comedy. And I'm like, I, in what universe? In what universe is this a comedy? And you, you're saying that after watching it, it's I'm, not while I'm watching it. While you're watching yeah, it, yeah, okay. it's, yeah, yeah. Um, so this week I am going to watch uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. So good. And I'm I may go ahead and subject myself to triangle sadness. No, don't do it. Well, if it wins, you'll we'll have to. But, I know, but don't do it. Okay, don't okay. do it unless it wins. Correct, and it's probably not going to win. Probably not. Good. Yeah. Awesome. So, anything yeah. else interesting happened this week? Yeah. So I I did see something interesting. Okay. This morning when I was uh, scrolling the old socials. Okay. Uh, I, I saw that somebody got engaged. I think I saw this too. Joni Lamb got engaged. Jo- that's so we both have uh friends that like work at Daystar yes. and stuff like that. Current uh, friends that work current, current friends that work at Daystar. And then we also have uh like my my previous pastor, uh uh-huh. Darius and Cindy Johnson, were really close with Marcus and Joni. Marcus went to my alma mater of Lee University. Um and when I saw that Joni got engaged, I was like, you know what? That's yeah. awesome. You know, love finds a way. Only question. Only question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It all gets taken out. All right, let's talk about the chosen. <laughs> so, um, you need Jesus. I do need Jesus, and uh, you know, every day, every day. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, okay. So, last time we talked about the chosen, yes, we watched up until uh, episode four, which is clean part. One. Yes. So let's talk about clean part two. Last one we oh we need to do we need to do the summation summary synopsis. Sum, <laughs> that's the word. Well done. I uh, my brain isn't here, so this is gonna be a fun episode. All right. Awesome. Cool. All right. Um, let me get the music as is our custom and go. As tensions mount at home, Simon and Gaius work together to fix the water problem in Capernaum. Meanwhile, Jairus and Veronica are equally desperate to find Jesus as the only hope for their crisis. I was hoping for more moving music than just one note, so we'll keep it. Maybe the next synopsis will be... uh, Bing, bing, bing. I love it. I love it. We've got real close to the NBC theme there. Uh, Okay, so... Tensions mount at home. Simon is still upset. We um, going into this episode, we don't know why Eden is is upset with Simon, right? And then the episode starts, and we find out. Mm-hmm. Wow! And it's because two weeks earlier, um, Eden had had a miscarriage. Yes. Now, here's the thing, Eden is holding this into herself. Mm-hmm. She does not include her, her husband in this because he is doing the work of the ministry. Right. And she doesn't want to burden him mm-hmm. with what this is that she's going through. And this made my heart hurt for pastor's wives throughout everywhere Yeah, who are dealing with things and just don't want to talk about it because my, my husband is doing the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to suffer in silence. Well, wow. and how many times in the previous episode and how many times in this episode, um, up until the minute that she does talk to him about it, do we see her starting the conversation yeah. and there being an interruption? Because Starting I think the conversation and someone coming in. Spoiler alert, it's episode seven that we find this out. Yes. Like, oh, it, yeah. like, like we have to go through this journey mm-hmm. with, uh, with Simon quite a bit. Um, so... It's very shocking. There is a content warning at the at the beginning of the episode, and rightfully so. They do. Uh, they kind of do the the. This is going to sound so bad, but uh, stay with me, everybody. They kind of do the Jaws thing, where the scary thing is that you'd never see Jaws, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and that was partially because the machine didn't work, like the me- mechanical right. shark didn't work. Um, and Spielberg was pretty sure he was going to get fired every day. The mm-hmm. Universal was going to call and be like, yeah, we're scrapping it. And we're just not going to do it anymore. Or a different director. Anyway, um, the machine didn't work. And so like the whole thing, like the yellow barrels and all that other stuff that that's in the movie Jaws, uh, that was all just like production design that happened the morning of like, mm-hmm. well, the machine's not working. What do we do to make it look like? So they don't really show anything until they just show like, okay, there's a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, what's going on? And then you see that it's eaten and you go, Oh no. Yeah. 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 It's really, really sad. Yeah. So she keeps trying to talk to him about it, but Simon does. I mean, he told Gaius that he was going to go and help dig out the the cistern. Right. And you know, he, he tells her, she, she kind of was like, you're going to go help this Roman. He's like, well, I'm helping you too. Don't you, you don't want to have to go to the riverbanks to wash your clothes anymore. You don't want to have to, you know, this is for you too. And you know, there, there's a part of me, um, and we can talk about this more 
when we when we get to the the moment that that Simon Peter finds out. But I and and I know as a single woman, it's hard for me to comment on this, but um I empathized with both of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I did. I I don't feel like what that Simon Peter was wrong uh every time. I think that he sometimes copped an attitude, but then so did she. But yeah. she was also hurting. And yeah. you know, it's it's I don't blame either one of them. Yeah. So well, then you have uh, two of the disciples, and I'm sorry, I just don't remember which two it were, but they were walking to go get water at the because the cistern is broken, right? Mm-hmm. So they're walking to go get water, and they stumble upon the the woman with the issue of blood mm-hmm. that that we met in the last episode. Um, Her name and, is Veronica. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Um, and uh, and they stumble upon her because they see blood mm-hmm. kind of splattered throughout the the the. Olden times were weird, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of understand the Levitical laws of like why, hey, that's that that dirty, don't touch it. Like if hmm. if it was like that, I kind of understand why those laws would exist. Now, this poor lady had been dealing with it for 12 years, and so that's a different situation. But I'm right. just saying, like, just in general, when we take the context of the scripture out of the out of the scripture, mm-hmm. you know, and we just don't think about the context of it in like 21st century, you're like, okay, a woman's on her period. Cool. There's stuff for that. Well. The stuff that was there before mm-hmm. wasn't as sanitary. They didn't have plumbing. They couldn't yeah. just stop talking. This well, is when I stopped talking. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, are we, are we going to go there? I guess we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we'll go there. So menstruation has a lot of stigma sure. around it. Sure. And, you know, there's, there's always, there's jokes about it. There's jokes. Are you PMSing? Are you, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. There are things that, that have come along with it. And the, the truth is it's not, it's, how do I say it? It's not any more gross than going to the bathroom. Okay. And going to the bathroom is gross, gross but it doesn't make me gross. Sure. It doesn't make you gross. It's sure. just a part of sure. life. But, but also the Bible had rules like, when you did have to go to the bathroom, go out of town, go dig a hole. Like that's, that's sure. one of the, that's one of the laws. You go out of town, yeah. you dig a hole, you cover it up, and, you know, you do the whole thing. Um, and so what I'm saying is like, when we take the culture and the timing out of the scripture, it really makes things like make not a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, why, why can you not eat pork? Well, because pigs are like raised in their own fecal matter. Yeah. Pigs are gross, gross. and there's no way to, to sanitize that. Until there is, mm-hmm. and now there's bacon. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Bless the Lord for bacon. So uh, anyway, so the disciples stumble upon Veronica mm-hmm. and uh, just say, "Hey, we got we know a guy. I, I got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy who does this." And she's like, "Nah, I've seen everybody." They're like, "No, no, no, no. This is mm-hmm. this is another guy." She's like, "The preacher? I want to go to the preacher." Yeah. Um, but she she's unable to go anywhere. And we saw in the last episode, she has been hiding this because she would have been shunned. Yeah. And she was uh, taking and cleaning to help support herself. And she was delivering some garments to someone that she was cleaning for. And they saw her bleeding yeah. and shunned her and started yelling that she's unclean and um, humiliating her. And so she's really not supposed to be within the city yeah. walls. Right. She's not supposed to. She can't go to the synagogue for healing or for prayer yeah. or any of those things. So she's Terrible. going, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. 
So uh, cut to Simon and Gaius. They're working in the cistern, and uh, they they uh, achieve a difficult task, and they essentially do a high five, and then they both <laughs> look at their each other's hands like, "Oh no, we touched each other." Yeah. Now we're both unclean. Of course, Gaius says, "Oh, sticks," which again, <laughs> Greek mythology. Not Roman. Okay, maybe there's some carryover. Fine, uh, but I do like that. You know, stick the river sticks is the uh, <laughs> the you know the the uh, the passageway like between this world and the mm-hmm. other world. So it's like he's like saying, "Oh hell, oh, what, hell. <laughs> what did I do?" Um, Somebody <laughs> so, in another in another episode says Hades. Hades it made me laugh. I'd, I'd, I'd actually take Hades. Uh, you know, over over sticks. Okay. Anyway, so um, so he's just uh, he's. Telling about woman mm-hmm. troubles and those types of things and getting bad advice. That's that's all. There Basically, is to it. so uh, Jairus then shows up, and I'm not sure. Have I'm not really sure what Jairus's role is in the synagogue. He seems like he's kind of a record keeper, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so he is. He's speaking with one of the rabbis. Yeah. And this is a rabbi who is obviously somewhat sensitive to who Jesus is and what's happening. He's not, he's not the one that is just automatically shunning it or dismissing it. I'm pretty sure guys is the one who's actually handwriting out the, uh, the programs every week Mm. for, for the service, you know, yeah, like, you know, the, to hand out to people so they know what their, their scripture readings are and what hymn they're doing, you know, those types of things. Yeah. Those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe a funny quip or a little, you know, You know, a a Dilbert cartoon. I think our bulletins are already gone by the time you guys came, but we used to have a youth section in the bulletins at our church. And I would, I would have to come up with a funny quote or joke. Did I say program? I I said, I meant bulletin. You meant bulletin. I meant church bulletin. Yeah. Yeah. You knew what I was. Thank you for, thank you for gently getting me where I need to be. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's what I do. I am nothing if not gentle with you. So, guy, <laughs> so Jairus is, uh, he's having a total freak out moment. Yeah. And the rabbi that you just mentioned comes in and is like, what's going mm-hmm. on? He's like, I need to know who this Jesus is. Right. Uh, and the reason is, is because the last episode again ended with Jairus, mm-hmm. you know, that whole like, you know, come quickly. Our daughter is uh, sick and, and de- dying mm-hmm. and this is not good. Jesus comes back and he gathers all of uh, all of the disciples around the table, and everybody's essentially talking about what they accomplished mm-hmm. whenever on they went trips. out two by two, and and just trying to get clarification on what they need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I, one of the things that I love that the show does is that they incorporate like Jesus's parables as part of just like normal conversation, right? He's just like, hey, who meaning to talk to you about fasting? And, you know, like, yeah. like John the Baptist fasts, like, so why don't we fast? And he, like, all the things that we see in scripture, we see happening there. Yeah. And, uh, and then you see Matthew just taking notes. Just writing just it all always down. just taking notes. I love it's it. so good. So then the rabbi and Jairus show up at the house and interrupt. And this is absolutely one of my favorite scenes. I, when I tell you, I got so choked up. I think we need to listen to this part. I know you. Do you? Stand with me. I have heard and I have read, I have read accounts from from someone I trust. You do miracles, right? You 
are a healer? Of more than just physical maladies, yes. Cleist? My daughter is dying. I'm so sorry. But come. Come and lay your hands on her. And she will live. You've never met me. Yet you have this much faith that I can heal your daughter. I know you. Mm. Please. So th- this idea of like, yeah, I've never met you, but I know you. And you just like, take me to her. I'm, that I'm the way. first time, and when he said, "I know you," the first time, and he fell on his knee, like my whole my whole body just kind of like tensed up. And then when he when he says it there at the end, and I think I mentioned when we talked about episode six, uh, I'm sorry, episode four last time, um, that these two stories are two of my absolute favorites yeah. in the gospel. Yeah. I, the, the, the faith of Jairus and the faith of the woman with the issue of blood, just every time, every time it gets me. Yeah. And I was very excited to see how they were going to put this on the screen. Yeah. So Jesus is trying to make it to Jairus's house, but there's all these people that have come to Capernaum to see Jesus. And then he's in the streets mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh my gosh. And so it's a huge ruckus. And, uh, Veronica is there and she's just like, she realizes, oh, and she goes, oh, not now, not now, because she's starting to have more bleeding and, and everything at that time, and um, and and she she starts saying one thread, one yeah. thread, one thread, and she's like, she's like, if I just touch the hem, and I, I just, just need to touch fringe. him, yeah, just the fringe. She calls out to the two disciples that she met where she was camping out, and they're like, please, and and he goes, uh, and they're like, sorry, we'll try again tomorrow because they're trying to go save this mm-hmm. little little girl's life. And uh, meanwhile, the person who from the last episode saw, like, saw her and claimed unclean and all yeah. that other stuff starts screaming, "She's unclean! She's unclean!" Yeah. Well, then our rabbi friend that was with Jairus comes over and is like, "What are you talking about? She's unclean!" And uh, she just pushes through. She does. She's, She's like, like, "I've just I, got I'm to not it. waiting. I'm not waiting a, a and she minute." Reaches out and she touches the literally the threads hanging off of his prayer robe. Mm-hmm. Underneath, underneath his garments. Now, uh, I do like that the way that they do this because this is correct. People did not wear their prayer robes on the outside of their clothes. Right. Still to this day, they wear it on the inside of their clothes and they wear clothes over top of it. I worked for a company out of New Jersey where everybody was Orthodox Jewish. Mm. Everybody was. So like during training, they'd bring in meals and they all had to be kosher. We went out to a steakhouse. It had to be a kosher steakhouse, mm-hmm. like all of those things. And so, uh, so you would see them walk in and they'd be wearing a sweater and everything else like that. And then just out the bottom of their sweater, just be their prayer robe, you know? And so to reach out there and, uh, and to, to just barely touch it. Uh, and they do a really cool dolly zoom Mm -hmm. shot, which how about this? Ironically, uh, made famous in jaws. 
You're just a wealth of information about Jaws today. I don't know why. I okay. like it. They do a dolly zoom, and it so you can just see that like he's mm-hmm. trying to just catch his balance. Who touched me? Everybody, back. back, back. I asked the question. Who touched me? Master, the crowds are pressing in all around you like this, and you're asking who touched you? Thanks, Simon. Someone touched me. <laughs> I felt that power went out of me. Whoever touched me, come forward. Teacher. It was me. Just the fringe of your garment, only the edge, I promise. You are not unclean. Her biggest concern Why my garment? Mm-hmm. is that her, her biggest concern is you're not unclean. Mm-hmm. I haven't made you unclean. Yeah. All right. I'm just uh, that that <clears throat> rocked me. Mm-hmm. The fact that our sin we feel is going to make Jesus unclean. When we come to him and we come to him for cleansing, we're always scared that we're going to make Jesus unclean. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So can I tell you something? Um, this is something that happened at our, at our home church recently, is that there was someone who was dealing with sin, and that person got up and repented of sin. And the, the pastor, our pastor said, this is where he wants to be, to mm-hmm. come to complete restoration. This is a house of mercy, and this is what Jesus does. And so... He's going to stay here and deal with that sin. Mm-hmm. And the congregation stood up and applauded. It was the most beautiful moment. I, I was amazed, but I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. Because that is what Jesus does, Yeah, right? So many places when you go to a church and somebody in leadership um, has some sort of sin issue that goes on, one of two things happens. We either scarlet letter them, shun them, and push them out of the church and say, you can't be here. You make the ministry look bad. You make Jesus look bad. Or two, we say, what you're doing makes the ministry look bad. It makes Jesus look bad. So we're going to hide it as when we try to get things done. We've talked about it with the SBC, uh, with them them hiding a bunch of stuff. We've talked about it with um, you know, Hillsong. We did a whole thing about Hillsong. We talked about it with you know the Catholic Church, all these times that we hide sin. And because we think that our sin is going to make Jesus look bad, Mm -hmm. but Jesus doesn't come for our holiness to make him look good. He comes because our holiness can't look good. We, we are, but filthy rags. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We are, but minstrel rags. Like that is our holiness. That is our Mm -hmm. righteousness. That is literally what the Bible says. We can't make Jesus look bad, but if we give him an opportunity, Mm -hmm. he can make himself look good. But it means that we have to be transparent and honest about the things that we're right. going through. And so for her to come in and be like, I'm not, I didn't make you unclean. I didn't make you unclean. And Jesus is just like, daughter, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like He's you, not worried about it. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Jesus is not worried about your filth. He's worried about your faith. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. All right, I got my sermon for Wednesday. Jesus isn't worried about your filth. He's worried about your faith. Let's go. <laughs> Jesus takes a moment away from ministry to love one person, which is what a shepherd does, right? He was in the middle of doing something and he had to stop because he had to deal with it because it's important for everybody to understand that your faith makes you clean. And that was a teachable moment for everybody. But also he had to take care of Veronica. He had to. 
And then he just says, everybody, I will talk to you, but I have an urgent matter that I have to get to. Everybody go. And then he takes Peter, James, and John with him to Jairus' house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he leaves uh, Nathaniel, Thad, and Philip with the woman to make sure that no one messes with her. Yeah. And he keeps going and Gaius is standing there. He's just watching all guys in this and Rabbi Yusuf are just standing there watching all of it. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I think we're obviously we're watching it now in 2021 and um, with knowledge, you know, with understanding of what it is that we're seeing, but how incredible, mm-hmm. how incredible And we've talked about it before on this show about these disciples who have been following Jesus at this point for for quite some time now. And they still struggle. They see it firsthand with their own eyes. They even participate in some of it. And they still struggle with their faith, with their understanding, with their knowledge. Well, Jesus gets to Gaius' house, Jairus, not Gaius, different person, uh, get. So Jesus gets to Jairus's house and there's already mourners that are there playing a flute and like doing playing, you know, doing all of the the professional mourning mm-hmm. because um the daughter had died. Yes. And um and Jesus goes, She's not dead, she's just asleep. And we know the story. And but they literally mock him. They're like, they, they just laugh at him. Jesus just gets just gangster. He's just like, get out. <laughs> Such a great moment. He just get out. He's like, stop it. And he gets upstairs and um, Jairus's wife is there over their daughter. And Jesus just, he just has this look of like, dad, will you do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, like, please, will you heal her? And we know the story. He tells her, he kind of whispers a little something in her ear. And I love what he whispers. Little lamb arise. Because this is all about him being a shepherd. Yeah. And she wakes up. And, uh, and, and then Jesus just takes the time just to be like, okay, this didn't happen. Right. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Which he, I, I cannot, I haven't quite figured out why, because he says it, there's multiple times that he says it. He says it a lot. There are times that he says, go and tell. Yeah. And then there are times that he doesn't. And for me, and just, this is just me in 2023, I'm going, but why? Because you know they're going to want to. Because he yeah. says it again in, a, in an episode we're going to talk about here in a minute. He says it again to them. And I'm like, I don't I don't understand why. Yeah. I mean, I I understand you, you're saying you're, the time has not yet come, all of these things. But also, you know they're going to anyway. Yeah. You know they're going to. But also, <laughs> like, I mean, I think it. you just mentioned it, right? Mm-hmm. It goes back to his first miracle when Mary comes up and goes, they're out of wine. And he looks at her and goes... Um, my time's not come yet. Yeah, like, like you cannot have me reveal who I yeah. am right now because people cannot handle it. She already did it. He already did it once, right? Mm-hmm. He already did it once in Nazareth when he said, "Yeah, I'm the I'm right. the guy," right? And um, and that didn't go well. No, it didn't. It didn't. All right. So this this episode ends with Veronica burning all of her all of her mm-hmm. clothes, all of the minstrel garments that she had been wearing yeah. to catch all the blood and then going and just washing in the river and just, just like getting clean yes. and just, just, fe- just to Feeling feel clean. clean, just to feel clean mm-hmm. because it's, 
Was there a, a rule that if you were on your cycle, you couldn't get in the water? Is that is that a law? No, I don't. Not that I know of. It's a good idea, though. There's sharks and bears and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know if there's sharks and bears in the it was Sea of Galilee right there. Hi. <laughs> Jaws. Well done. Well done. But I love, I love that. Here Jesus. come Jesus and the disciples, and, and and the the rabbis are right there, being like, "Did you touch a dead body?" <laughs> He's like, "Uh, maybe." <laughs> you touched a woman who was bleeding. Y- yeah, and you touched a dead body. The Maybe. body's not dead anymore. No, the body's not. Uh, and like, you you have to go wash. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, go get all the disciples. We got to go wash. <laughs> and they just have a pool party. <laughs> they, he's like, they're just, they're just being boys. Let's that, just, let's it's just do so it. great. It's such a great moment. And he just. I love his defiance. Just. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he goes, like, yeah. who touched you? Who pe- who touched me after I touched that bleeding woman? Yep. And everybody raises their hand. It's like, all right, let's all right, go. Let's go, guys. Let's go. <laughs> so great. Gosh, he's he's such a dude, man. That's the thing I love about this Jesus. He yeah. is such a dude. Um, it's not all pomp and all this other stuff. No, yeah. it's very real, very down to earth, and like just this whole moment. Yeah. They're all they're all come they're not paying a bit of attention to her. Yeah. Like and all these guys are just splashing into the water and being big goofballs. And he's like, apparently we're all unclean. Let's go get washed. Let's go, <laughs> let's go get clean. And they're splashing each other and laughing and It's so good, man. I think sometimes we forget that the Jesus and the disciples they they are human. They had fun. They laughed. Yeah. They you know the Sabbath, and the Sabbath is festival joy. Yeah. It's like everything's like the the whole point of Sabbath is to have a party and be yeah. joyous. Like that's the whole point. Yes. And so uh, I I love that. How about this? The idea of being clean is to celebrate. Mm-hmm. It's to have a good time. It's not to wallow in your dirtiness. It's right. to go and be clean. And so all like we, I think that we get so much in our own heads, uh, especially now where we, we think everything is so, uh, quote unquote, holy that Mm -hmm. we can't realize that the joy is also holy. Right. Right. I mean, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, number two, right? Mm -hmm. Peace, patience, goodness, you know, kindness, faithfulness, like these are all good things. It's not the fruit of the spirit is not. Um, you know, despair and 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 uh, are they doing chicken fights? They sure are. I love that they're doing, the fact they're doing chicken fights. So you know, the fruit of the spirit is chicken fights. I like it. Yeah. Um, and did Judas just say my money is on Jay? <laughs> I think it was Judas that said my money is on so and so. Okay. No, it it wasn't Judas that said it. it they were Judas and James. Judas was on James's ah, shoulders. Okay. So whoever said it said my money's on Judas and James. Yeah, I like it. I like so it. So they were betting on Judas. Well, uh, it's not going to be the little foreshadowing. Yeah. There. Okay. All right. So that's pretty much the end of uh, Clean Part Two. Yeah. Okay. It was a great episode. Great episode. We're we're taking the bulk of our time on this episode because it is so stinking good. The next two episodes, I feel like, are setting us up for something, but uh, we'll talk about them and just kind of talk about them overall in brief. We won't go scene by scene. Yeah. Uh, so that leads us into intensity, intense city. Are you ready to? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Andrew and Philip discover their previous mission resulted in devastation that will require a return. 
Simon Z is finally forced to confront his past, but then two disciples of John the Baptist come to Capernaum with an important question for Jesus. All right. I like it. So um, Intensity, Intense City starts off with a dream. Yes. And the introduction of two more characters. Who are those characters? So we meet uh, Pontius Pilate and his wife. That's right. And in fact, uh, his wife is the one who is having the dream. Yeah. And it's um, the dream is there's a snake. Yeah. Kind of making its way through mm-hmm. a foggy... And uh, Simon Peter is laying there and Jesus is laying there and the snake is coming, passes by Simon Peter and is coming for Jesus. And that's when she wakes up. Well, Jesus kind of looks, you get get a glimpse of him. And so she's definitely dreaming about him. Uh, Good old Pontius Pilate. All right. Well, and she, she wakes up because she hears the sound. So they have started the act of crucifixion there in the city. And um, there, they had, three or four or I guess four right there on the, on crosses right then. And, um, Pontius Pilate is an interesting character right off the bat. He's a politician. He's a politician. Um, I, I felt like they chose an interesting way to portray him. Yeah. You know, I, I think they made him a little effeminate. Sure. And, um, They made, him weak. they made him weak. Now, effeminate being effeminate does not always make you a weak person. No, but they did decide to make yeah. him both effeminate and weak. Yes, they're yeah. they're trying to trying to make a point yeah. with him, um, and and he's getting ready to go out of the city because he's going to be meeting uh, basically a spy of his who's yeah. been gather who's been gathering information That's for him. Great. So um, let's just jump straight to that. Right. Like, I mean, Gaius meets up with, uh, what's his name? Uh, the ball guy who I like, I like you, Jesus, that guy, the, the <laughs> best Quintus Quintus. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so he, you know, and he pretty much says, Hey, put out the fires, start mm-hmm. taxing everybody, start getting people out of town. If someone sneezes wrong, arrest them. Like yeah. it's time to get things under control yep. because before the idea was tax them. And then they realized, Oh, they don't have any income. You can't really, there's nothing right. to tax. Right. Uh, well, and oh. a- Andrew and Philip are in they're they're on their mission in the Decapolis. Yes. And they are, uh, wreaking a little havoc. Yeah. Well, because, <laughs> um, they started, uh, you know, trying to answer questions, uh, the way Jesus answers questions. Right. The only problem is, is that they're like, oh, here's a story that Jesus told and mm-hmm. essentially just offended everybody. Just everybody. Made everybody mad, which, you know, that takes quite a lot of skill. Well, so. let me just say that just because it's in the Bible does not mean, how about this? You ready? Just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean it's appropriate for that audience. Sure. Right. For, in, for that audience in that moment. In that moment. Right. Like you, you got to understand who you're talking to mm-hmm. and you can't especially babies, like baby Christians, baby yeah. believers, like you can't give them all the meat. And especially you can't give them something you didn't even understand, but you just heard somebody else say, mm-hmm. come on. All right, preachers, let's go. Let's go. So the wreaking havoc. Um, we also see that uh, uh, Mary Magdalene and Tamar are, they're starting to build a relationship, yeah. kind of understand each other a little bit more yeah. and about each other's pain, about each other's past and those types of things. Um, and uh, and then you see that Pilate with his Pontius Pilate with his terrible haircut and his wreath mm-hmm. meets up with Marcus Aurelius. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's the guy I keep calling. <laughs> I like, him that's Marcus. not his name. No, I think it's Atticus. At, yes, it's Atticus. But he still reminds me of like a Bobo mm-hmm. Marcus Aurelius, yeah. like you know, just trying to yeah. very 
very much Russell Crowe and Cronus. Uh, before we go too much further, let me mention the the scenes between Mary Magdalene and Tamar. Don't don't sleep on them. They are. Um, these are two women who are coming from very different places. Yes. And, and there's a lot of tension there uh-huh. and there's a lot of misunderstanding with yes. each other and with their stories and on both sides. Correct. And, um, they, they, everything kind of comes to a head Yeah, and there's a line. Mary Magdalene says, I judged your strength against my weakness. Wow. And that's good. She was, she was, um, misjudging yeah. Tamar. She didn't know the whole story. So Mary Magdalene was like somebody who should be in teen challenge, right? Like she's a former alcoholic, former drug, sure, ad- drug yeah. addict, former prostitute, those types mm-hmm. of things that's been redeemed, right? So like, if you kind of think like along those lines, that's Mary Magdalene. Tamar is a refugee from mm-hmm. a war-torn country where her parents were slaughtered. Yes. And okay. before they were slaughtered, they were royalty. Yes. They were, she's, she is basically a princess. Yeah. That's how she was raised. And so, so the, way, way different worlds. Worlds totally collide. different. Yeah. yeah. Um, so zealots show up and they're, they've come after Simon and Simon's just like, yo, I don't think you understand. I found him. Like mm-hmm. we've been trying to set up Messiah and I found Messiah. And, uh, and they're like, okay, prove it. So they try to go find Jesus. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Simon has had some visitors from John the Baptist who yeah. want to ask Jesus a question. And Simon's been busy because he's mm-hmm. dealing with Eden, right? Right. And then he's like, what are the questions? And he kind of smiles. And he goes, well, let's go ask the man. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I love is they, they ask, he asks them some questions about John the Baptist. Yeah. Oh, to make sure that like, to make sure that they are who they say they are. It's, it's really, it's a funny scene. Yeah. Um, little, little, uh, levity. And about Andrew as well. Like, what do you know about about Andrew? Andrew? What do you you know about Andrew? And so they essentially just said like, um, they show up Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the zealots are kind of standing in the background, but the two disciples of John the Baptist come in and they're like, so are you the guy or should we find another? Yeah. He's like, ah, my, my poor cousin. <laughs> All right. Well, just tell him what you've seen here. So, so are you the guy? Just tell what, what does the Bible say the Messiah will do? Mm-hmm. Cool. So am I doing all of those yeah. things? All right. Just tell him what you've seen. Right. But just, he never says I am Messiah. No. Yeah. So, uh, but it was convincing enough for at least one of the zealots. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually they just kind of tell Simon, the zealot, he's, they're like, okay, as far as we're concerned, Simon the zealot is dead. Right. Like that. We'll go back and share that. We'll tell everything that we've seen. Yeah. And um, in the middle of all of this, Gaius is in the middle of this tent city. Yeah. Trying to do what he has been commissioned yeah. to do. Which by is Quintus. Put out the fires. Yes. And so right whenever a rabbi comes and he's like, that's blasphemy. Guys comes and goes, go home. Yeah. Like he's protecting Jesus. He is, he's and so good. He's standing in the middle of this city and he's, he sees someone struggling and he helps them. Yeah. There is a goodness. There's a goodness, yeah. which is, I think it's shocking for anyone who is watching, Yeah, you know, who's watching him. I mean, yeah. And you know, in the, in the time, because that's not what they expected from yeah. a Roman. But Matthew has defended Gaius before. Right. Because Matthew and Gaius had a friendship, friendship, professional relationship yeah. That's right. when Matthew was a tax collector. And he he has stated he's not like the other ones. That's right. And and we're really starting to see that in this moment. So everybody goes home and Jesus is trying to take a back road. And his old friend Barnaby 
And scene. what what what's her name? Shula. His old friends Barnaby and Shula are there, and Barnaby is using a cane and everything mm-hmm. else like that. And uh, and he's like, okay, like Barnaby's just sitting there with a smile on his face. He's like I brought Shula. Mm-hmm. It's like you're doing all the things. Will you restore our sight? Yeah. And she's just like, you guys have been so faithful from the very beginning and just takes just a moment of sympathy and just restore Shula's sight. Okay. Okay. So that is the very simple way I I have to, I have to expound on this because I had a moment. I had an epiphany watching this scene. Here's, here's the thing. And I'm going to cry. I feel like anyone who's ever been in ministry has been Shula before. Yeah. And has had a need or just something that they're praying for. And they have been afraid to ask for it. And man, I mean, I just sat and and cried watching this scene Mm. because it was so poignant and you know, Jesus says to her, you have been so faithful and you believe you haven't seen anything. Yeah. And yet you still believe. Yeah. And you don't have to be afraid to ask. And then a little, a few minutes later, Barnaby, who's on a cane, who has his own ailment, as he's, he doesn't want to ask either. Yeah. He's like, I she, just wanted you to heal well, my friend. Shula, Shula goes, what about Barnaby? Mm-hmm. Barnaby no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. He's like, maybe next time. Yeah. May, like, I, I did this for you. Mm-hmm. And she says, in the middle of, of saying that yeah. she didn't want to ask, she goes, I, I'm used to this. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get used to it. Yeah. And I had a friend ask me a couple of months ago, do you, do you pray for what you want? And I, sa- I had to say, no, I yeah. don't. Wow. Because I think that sometimes we think we don't deserve it yeah. or that I haven't worked hard enough for it or that I'm not doing my part. So why should I ask for it? But sometimes it's not about what I do or don't do. It's just about him answering it. Yeah. And it like, it just, it struck me so much. And I, I really just was shocked at how emotional it was for me to watch that scene. And even now, like, you know, two weeks later since the first time and I'm watching it again. And I think that so often as believers and, and we have seen, I, I have seen, I'll just talk about, uh, in first person, I have seen things. I have seen miracles and I've seen God answer prayers. And yet I still find myself afraid and, af- and, and not wanting to ask. And I think that that moment is just so, Oh, it was so, so wonderful. It, it, it really, it really, <laughs> really is. You know, um, you know, before this, they were talking about, we love seeing the miracles, because we love seeing the miracles, but mm-hmm. we also love watching how upset the Pharisees get. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. like it's fun. And it's fun. It's fun. It's fun upsetting religious people. Yeah. And re- hey, same. Har- hard you, same. That is you. Hard same. You like that. I, I like enjoy. I, I really do enjoy upsetting religious people. So um, they're si- the, the disciples are standing there watching this, and you know, Barnaby just says, you know, maybe next time, and yeah. then Barnaby and Jesus just puts his hand on Barnaby's shoulders, like. You still need to walk Shula home. You, Shula just doesn't need this cane anymore and takes the cane away from Shula. 
And, uh, and Barnaby's like, okay, and starts walking off. And he walks, you know, a good 15, 20 steps. And he's like, did you do that? Wait, did, wait, what? What? Did you do this? Did, is this you? <laughs> and Jesus goes, there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, it's such a fantastic moment. <laughs> there it is. And Jesus looks at Simon and he goes like, well, no Pharisees around for this one. And Simon goes, still just as fun. Still just as fun. And and I think that there is a growth that comes from young Christian of trying just to tick off religious authorities just yeah. for the sake of taking off religious authorities to now nah, the goodness of God. Yeah. There is a shift that happens. Um, now, I'll, 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 I'll always, listen, Seth will always love pissing off Pharisees. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, if it's something that you hold really true and dearly, <laughs> I'm going to call it an idol and tell you that it's demonic. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to do it, and I'll probably back it up with scripture. It's part of what I do. It's 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 me. Hi, I'm the problem. <laughs> it's me. But there has been a, a, a huge shift in what it is that I actually look mm-hmm. for and desire uh, in the fact that I, I do look for um, the goodness of God yeah. more than I look to piss off other people. So. Well, sure, because if your only goal is to piss off everybody, then, well, that's not a fruit of the Spirit. No, no, it's not. It's, it's well, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of the vegetables of the Spirit, I feel like. <laughs> Gotta eat your vegetables sometimes, too. Maybe it's the mushrooms, like the fungus of the Spirit. Yeah, wow. So, so Simon comes home, and Eden finally lets it out. And she, you know, they have a fight. And they, as, as a married person, I completely understand the fight of, you're upset, and I'm upset that you're upset, and now you're additionally upset that I'm upset that you're upset. Can I buy you ice cream? Right. Like, this is they usually how this goes. They didn't know. They didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know. And so, um, and so she, she says, Hey, this, you know, we, we lost a child that you didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. And every person goes through this of, wait a minute, I'm working with Jesus. I'm working for Jesus. He's doing all these amazing things for all these other people. And he, he he's not doing it for me. Why not? Yeah, and and that's how the episode ends. The episode ends on a question mm-hmm. of and and by the way, you see God's goodness, and then you go into a valley. Yeah, this is the way that it goes, and that's the way this episode's going to end as well. We can't get into the next episode. We've talked for way too long already. Absolutely. So, um, I the plan was that we would do episode seven. We'll just have to come back and do episode seven and eight here in a couple weeks. Um, you know, real brief episode seven. Kind of a setup. Um, there, not not a ton happens there. I didn't watch it and be like, "Oh, what a great episode!" I don't yeah. know about you. Well, uh, they they did have some some moments. We get a little background on Matthew that I think is. Let's talk about that next real time. Good. Yeah, absolutely. That's so. really good. All right. Well, um, so that's uh, the next two episodes of the, of the Chosen Podrishners. This show is so good. If you aren't watching it. Please get into it beyond just our analysis. We can't get through everything. And no. just tell us what kind of what your thoughts are and like what moved you by everything. Uh, right now, let's get into the bee. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Man still basking in the glow of never getting sucked into that show lost. <laughs> um, this local man, Jameson Leeds, continues to revel in never getting duped into watching that show Lost, unlike so many suckers around him. 
Those poor fools, laughed Mr. Leeds, chuckling. Man, this feeling of superiority just doesn't quit. There are so many shows <laughs> that uh, that I feel like I'm missing out on. Uh-huh. I'm glad that I watched Lost. I know people who have watched Lost like the entire season, like series, like uh-huh. multiple times. Yeah. Are you a multiple time watcher? Like once you watch a show, will you go back and rewatch it? So I I have watched Lost twice. Now, the first time I watched it, with much more like intensity, you yeah. know, following it. The second time I watched it is because I couldn't find anything else. I'm like, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to start this again. So I did. Yeah. And it was kind of that on, on in the background type show. And the, the only other TV show that I have watched multiple times with intensity is the West wing. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Now, I'll watch reruns of NCIS and things like that that are on. Yeah, I've watched West Wing multiple times. Okay. But the West Wing, I will watch it. I've watched it probably all the way through four times. Yeah. Um, For the most part, though, once I watch a show, done. I don't need to go back and re-experience it. Um, This is one of Mr. Leeds' quotes. He goes, I'm not going to lie. My friends worship that show so neurotically that I was tempted to try it uh, on a couple occasions. Then one day I saw a trailer for the new season and some guy who had apparently escaped the island dramatically yelled, we have to go back! Oh, man, I knew I had dodged a bullet. Uh, At publishing time, a giggling Mr. Leeds was continuing his quarterly tradition of messaging his friends and asking them how they felt about the lost finale. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! Which, by the way, was terrible. Do you you watch rewatch movies? Not not usually. Not usually. I mean, it's got to be like a movie from my childhood that I want to watch for a specific reason, Mm -hmm. but it's usually because something bad is going on in my life and I need some sort of comfort from my childhood. Isn't that weird? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I, uh, like if I, I'll rewatch old wrestling stuff all time, like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I once had something really bad happen at work one day and it was on a Friday and, uh, that weekend was, I don't know, some sort of wrestling pay-per-view and i went to little caesars and bought the same pizza that my parents used to always buy at little caesars Mm -hmm. and got pepsi which i don't typically just drink normal pepsi but uh, i definitely don't drink diet pepsi uh i'm I'm, you know it's just not my normal thing Uh um and uh but i got a diet pepsi uh because that's what my parents always had in the house and uh and i watched wrestling and ate pizza from my childhood and drank soda from my childhood. And I was like, it like, it was a couple of days later. I was like, Whoa, that was a coping mechanism. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you're like, now I understand. Yeah. Okay. Let me May- see what happened. I might need to call my therapist. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Go. What's your not for me? Um, so my not for me, and I feel like it's, this is my not for me at least once every year is spring forward. Ah, uh, yeah. Listen, I, I like having the extra hour of daylight at sure. the end of the day. I hate losing an hour of sleep. Yeah, absolutely. So here we are. It is spring forward. Crap. Today. I just realized that. And uh, By the way, we're not recording today. We're recording yesterday. We're recording, which yeah, means. Because, because podcast recording is weird time-wise. I, which means I have one hour less you, to edit the it show. It is not actually 1235. It is 135. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, anyway, so yeah, I hate, I hate changing the clocks. I just, I don't think that it's necessary anymore. I wish we would just spring forward and stay. Yeah. Now it is 
it is in the house or the Senate, one or the other. Yeah, to get rid of it. To get rid of it. it. And let's do it. Let's abolish it. Yeah. Be done with it. Absolutely. It's so. There's been no greater travesty in American government than. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Can't even get through that with a straight face. No. Um, So, what's your not for me today? So, my not for me is a little book called Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. Now, The uh, th- this is the first book of two books, um, and the second book was recently nominated for a Grammy uh, as read by Lin Manuel Miranda. Gotcha. And so I was like, "Oh, here's an audiobook." So I, I, I mm-hmm. went and got all the Grammy nominations and put them into like you know little uh, you know the li- the li- public library has ways you can get audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not here to tell you how to do that, but it, it happens. And so I was like, okay, um, this one's available. I'll listen to it. And it's the coming of age story of two Hispanic Americans. Okay. Two, uh, and two, two boys who became friends and um, then became lovers. And I did not know that that's what the story was until about two thirds of the way through. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> And it wasn't badly written, and it was a, a, a yeah. fair story. It was it was great. It was well well performed. Everything was good. I did. I, I listened to it all the way through, but I just didn't know. So the book isn't what's not for me. It's the fact that I didn't do any research you, before. I just like totally sure, blind. Here's ten hours of an audio book that I'll listen to. Let's go. And then uh, and I was like, oh man, seven hours in. Yeah, these boys are gay for each other. Cool. Did, did you finish the book? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Because I I'm not sure seven hours in that you no I'm already I was already committed you were <laughs> yeah well yeah that'll yeah. happen they'll they'll um you got to do your research got to do my research so that's me all right well listen that's a show yes it is but listen our thoughts and opinions about uh, the chosen about our not for me's uh, I think we had poop jokes at the top I don't know it was so long ago that we started this show <laughs> whatever we talked about uh, <laughs> doesn't have to be the final word dear listener we'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions about what we talked about today yes you can find us on uh, social media we are at dropping Sunday on Facebook and Instagram that's right and for every comment that you leave us on any of the podcasting apps uh, we give money to a local charity mm-hmm. uh, and so do that it's our way to pay for advertisement where we pay it forward yeah and we don't we don't have to like uh like shill uh like rothy's shoes or something right. like that yeah you're yeah. welcome by the way rothy's hit us up we would love to shill your shoes okay 100 <laughs> percent. but in the meantime uh besides leaving a comment you know the best way to help us is to grow the show yeah tell a friend or family member about uh, or a stranger tell the cashier at the grocery store we don't care just tell someone about dropping sunday and tell them to listen because you know what we're gonna be back yes until then this is seth this is andrea and this is dropping sunday 